Welcome to the Stay Healthy Salt Lake podcast, a podcast focused on providing resources, information, and education on how to stay healthy in and around Salt Lake. And now, here's your host, Josh Hall. Welcome to the Stay Healthy Salt Lake podcast. This is Josh, and with me today is Lacey Sanders, Chinese medicine doctor, therapeutic body worker, and owner of Delicate Touch Healing Arts. Welcome, and thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Josh. I'm really excited to be here and share what I do with Salt Lake City. Awesome. We're excited to hear about it. So tell us a little bit uh, about your journey and kind of how you got to this point. Um, What's your background? Well, my background of getting into therapeutic body work and then acupuncture was being an athlete. And I was into snowboarding in my early 20s and I tore my rotator cuff. I'd watched my brother go through surgery and all of that process and thought, hmm, maybe I could try something different. I had a friend in massage school. She offered to work on my injury. She was taking a sports injury massage class. And then through the climbing community that I was part of, I found a local guy who did acupuncture and he was an MD. So I used massage and acupuncture. My shoulder healed amazingly well. I was able to rock climb on it, you know, through the summer, being careful with some rules. And that just kind of got sparked my interest in a different approaches to healing injuries. What was the toughest part about being injured as an athlete like that? I know a lot of the athletes I work with go through that. Like, what was the hardest part about all that? Just not being able to push myself. Because I, you know, especially it was the end of the snowboard season, so that was winding down. But I was starting to, I was young, and I was just getting into rock climbing, and I was really active, and I wanted to try harder stuff. So I had to really hold back, and I had to just listen to my body. But I am grateful for that lesson at such a young age. And the doctor that was doing acupuncture with me at the time just said, Lacey, if it hurts, don't do it. And he was a skier. He was a climber. And he was 20 years older than me, so I realized he must know something about this. So I just listened to him, and if it hurt, I didn't do it. And I think that really served me. But the hardest part was I just did have to hold back and take it easy. And, and you know, it was time to maintain it. Like I had to do exercises every day, and I had to do heat nice, and I had to put arnica on it. I had to go get the massage. I had to get the acupuncture. So it was time and I was young and luckily it wasn't as too much of a cost at that point in time for me. But yeah, it was a lot of work to take care of it at that level. What led you to start your business? Well, I graduated from Chinese medicine school in 2013 and I went to acupuncture school in Los Angeles, but I'm from Salt Lake and I wanted to come home to start my practice. So I just came home to start my practice. And there aren't a lot of jobs available for us when we get out of school. So I just was fortunate enough to find a really good place to start at a yoga studio where it would help me have exposure to clientele that was interested in health and self-care. And I just, as they say, hung my shingle and started my business. But I've been doing body work for 20 years and that led to the Chinese medicine. I was fortunate to have a solid foundation, and I just knew I always wanted to start my own business and work for myself um, so I could really express what I do in a unique way and not have limitations of working for someone else. No, that's amazing, and congrats on that. That's a big deal to start your own Mm -hmm. business, and 
I love what you said about expressing yourself in a unique way. I think, you know, sometimes when we work for other people or there's so many rules and regulations, we're kind of constricted on what we can do. So it's that's awesome that it's gave you the the liberty to just, you know, be who you are and practice like you want to practice. Yeah, I definitely learned a variety of unique things in school. And over my years of experience doing body work, uh, I just really saw that people have a lot of different things going on. So I didn't want to be in a box of how someone else saw how I should work with someone. I really wanted to have the freedom to work with every person where they need to be met for their healing process. And the only way I feel like I can really do that is by having my own business and working for myself so I can really meet the needs of my patients that way. No, I I love what you said, too, about just meeting them where they're at, because I think too many times there is um, cookie cutter approaches that just don't work. When did you start your business? I started my business in January of 2014, uh, right after I moved home. Yeah, I know. It's been five and a half years and it's exciting. It's up and going. I first had to have a part-time job doing massage just to get started. But now I work there once in a while on call just to help out and keep my benefits that I have through that job. But I'm working for myself and I love it. That's amazing. The the grind of an entrepreneur, right? Yes, it's a lot of work. I mean, it still is. You yeah. go home and it's there's still stuff to do. But it's the the passion I have and the reward I have for it. It's it's just feels like I it's what I was born to do. And so it doesn't feel like a burden at all. Awesome. What services do you offer that most people don't know about? Well, of course I offer the Chinese medicine and I do body work, so therapeutic massage. But I am a practitioner of a body work called Zero Balancing. I'm the only certified practitioner in the state. And Zero Balancing was founded by a man who's been an osteopath since the 1950s who became an acupuncturist in the late 60s. So he worked with structure, the bones, the skeleton, and then with energy simultaneously, which is kind of where I had gotten when I decided to When I discovered this body work and then decided to go to Chinese medicine school, my background was always working, working, working with the body, trying to help people with the issues with their body, their physical body. And I realized that there was a lot of energetic stuff going on. And energetic can be emotional, spiritual type stuff going on. So I realized I needed to be able to work with energy, not just the physical body, Well, in Chinese medicine, that would be the yin is the physical body and the yang would be the energy. So in zero balancing, Dr. Fritz Smith brought these two together. So actually learning zero balancing is what inspired me to go finally to Chinese medicine school. I had been thinking about it a long time. So zero balancing is really the bridge for me. So I do zero balancing and we touch the bones to release held energy at a bone level and help to align the energy and the physical body. So it's a really unique body work, and it is quite amazing. It really changed my life. And I also use sound and color therapy. I've done training using tuning forks on the Chinese meridians, on the acupuncture points. So, And I use color with that. So sound and color therapy. I've found it, I often do it with children. So I have patients that 
come for acupuncture and they're wondering if I can help their seven-year-old. So when I work with a child, I'll combine these two modalities. With the zero balancing, the clothes are on, so it's more comfortable for that, for a child, especially over massage. And also it's really great with children. And then I'll use tuning forks on the acupuncture points. And I have a set of forks and each meridian has a sound and a color. So I do that also, more energetic stuff. And I love working with kids with these modalities. With adults, they're effective too. But with kids, it's just their bodies are growing and changing so much. It's pretty amazing. Good results. Awesome. No, that sounds amazing. It sounds like you do a lot of really cool stuff. Um, combined a lot of really cool things. So that sounds amazing. Um, what what do you enjoy the most about owning your own business and just helping people that are pursuing their own health goals? Well, like I said, I like to be able to have unlimited or just not have limitations in how I work with people. So that's what I like about working for myself and working. With, I also like making my own hours. I will admit there's, you know, this is for me too. So if I want to leave town for a couple of weeks, I can plan that. Or I like to get out and I'm really active still. I climb, I bike, I hike a ton with my dog in the summer, in the winter, I'm snowboarding. So I do like to make my own hours so I can take care of myself because if I'm not taking care of myself, then I shouldn't be taking care of anyone else. I really honestly just feel like it's what I was born to do. Because it brings me joy to see people pursuing, taking care of themselves and people having good experiences and getting in tune with what they need and who they are. And I just feel like I came here to facilitate that process for people. And it's just really rewarding. And people need to feel supported where they are in their journey. So I really try to hold a place of non-judgment because I feel like that's really part of the healing process and it just accept the patient where they are in their journey and allow them that process. So if I feel like it just, it's good for my soul to help people. No, I'm, you know, that's ultimately (laughs) what led me to physical therapy. Like I worked at a community center for four years and run a gang intervention, a bunch of different programs. And eventually I got married and had to actually make money. And so then I went to go find an actual career. But yeah, I'm the same with you. Like when you say that it feels good for your soul to help people, it really just feels like that's what you're here for. And that's what you're born to do. And I also really enjoyed how you said, um, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself, you really shouldn't be taking care of anybody else. And I think it's a huge problem we have with the American mindset. I think it's always do more, go more, you know, do this, do that. And so many people are just going and pulled in so many directions that they're not taking time for themselves and they're not taking care of themselves as much as they should. And it's almost like because they feel like they're selfish if they take care of themselves, you know. And so I think it's a really good point that you raised that, you know, in order to take care of other people, we actually have to take care of ourselves first. And um, that's awesome. So thanks for bringing that out. How did you get into Chinese medicine? Well, originally it was the shoulder injury, and I just was exposed to acupuncture at that point. And I was probably around 22, 23. Then a couple of years later, actually while I was in massage school, I started having some issues with my menstrual cycle. And there was a possibility of endometriosis, which I knew friends and my sister, so I knew, okay, there's something going on here. But I remembered my friend who's the MD and and also does acupuncture. 
And I spoke with him and he was like, yeah, come on, let me help you out. And we, he just did some really basic acupuncture. And then I did research on just a couple of Western herbs and dietary stuff I could change. And I made these changes and I did the acupuncture probably only not a lot, but I was young. So when you're young, it's more effective. I found like once a month and a year later, they had me go back for my annual exam at the OB and they were amazed. They were like, oh my God, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because this is great. You are, it's, you have like no symptoms or signs of endometriosis at all anymore. And so that really gave me the desire. So I was probably around 26 at that point to understand the herb, the herbal part, and that the acupuncture was doing something internally, not just for my muscle injury, that it was actually doing something at a much deeper level. So that made me very curious. And then I was just starting massage at that time. So I just thought about acupuncture for the future And then a few years later, I was visiting friends in Oregon, and they had made some friends that were actually going to Chinese medicine school in Portland. And actually, one of them was a physical therapist that I became good friends with, my friend Dan. And he said, you know, Lacey, you should come to class with me. And he took me to class with him one day, and I did Qigong and listened to these really interesting lectures about taking pulse and comparing everything to nature And since I am such a nature girl my whole life, I just love to play outside and be out in the woods and get dirty. It really, really got my interest. So then eventually I realized I can't be massaging people when I'm 60 years old. And I happened to have moved to California with an ex-partner for his job. So there I was in Los Angeles. So And there's Chinese medicine school in Los Angeles. So that's how I ended up in school. And the zero bouncing was part of it, too, because once I moved to California, I started doing that training, and then I just knew that I was supposed to go to Chinese medicine school. It just became very obvious that that's what it was time for. So that's what I did, and now here I am. In the Western world, I think we, you know, our medical system definitely relies a little bit too much, well, not even a little bit, let's just say a lot too much, on pharmaceuticals and, um, you know, surgery and and, you know, a lot of people view, you know, don't understand Eastern medicine or, you know, don't understand how it works. So tell us a little bit about acupuncture and how it works. Well, I'll start with kind of the philosophy because Chinese medicine is based in Taoism, an ancient philosophy. And Taoism just observes nature and the balance of nature. Well, of course, plants are part of nature. So, of course, plants are incorporated into medicine. As we all know, many, many pharmaceuticals are derived from biochemicals of plants. So that's the big difference. But the difference with a plant is a plant has micro amounts of biochemicals. A pharmaceutical has a macro dose of a biochemical. So they pick an at the what they think is the active ingredient and focus on that. So just a little bit different between plant and pharmaceuticals there. But in With Chinese medicine and Taoism, they're looking at nature and trying to create balance in nature. So acupuncture is a way to access like the body's program to create this internal balance. And we look at hot and cold and above and below and internal and external. And we have a system of five elements 
of fire, wood, water, metal, earth. So we try to create balance between these systems to create internal harmony in the body. Because honestly, we're all dealing with bacteria and fungus that we're all being constantly exposed to. But if our body has an, and now we have to deal with environmental toxins too. But if our body can be in balance and homeostasis, just like an ecosystem outside, then it can, you can function in a healthy way, regardless of what you're exposed to. And it is just a matter of staying in balance too, because just like nature, storms come through, floods happen, droughts happen, we get dry, we get hot, we get cold, we get damp. And so it's just all about getting back to that homeostasis and that balance for a good long life in Chinese, a good long life, a healthy long life. And acupuncture is a way to access that system of the chi, the yin, the yang, the blood, and create the balance. And we choose points based on what we think that patient needs. And so it's like tuning the body like a piano. Amazing. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. It's pretty fancy. Yeah, and what I love about it is like you're not just trying to treat a symptom, you know, which is too much too often the case in the American medical system. You're really, you know, if I hear what you're saying, you're really getting at the root cause. You're just bringing that balance back. So the body will really heal itself, right? Yes, yes. We say there is root and branch. So like a branch would be the symptom, like the headaches. Why does the person have headaches? Oh, they have a high blood pressure. So we work with all of it at the same time. Well, why do they have high blood pressure? Oh, their diet or their sleep or their stress. So yeah, it's a holistic way of stepping back and looking at the whole ecosystem and then going in. And just like in the Forest Service, you know, there is such, there's a thing about healthy cutting trees down. You know, you go in and they selectively cut trees for the health of the forest, right? So it is, it's looking at the body and the human as part of nature, which we all are. So that's what's really appealing to me. And I think that's how it works is because of that perspective. Awesome. You use the word chi. Um, I think a lot of people don't really understand what that is. Can you tell us more? Well, chi is a very popular word. And the, you know, this is something we discussed in school a lot. It's really interesting. <laughs> but the basic best description and translation is energy. And we have all kinds of chi. So, but the main types of chi we get is from the air we breathe and the food we eat. And the actual Chinese character for chi is the character for rice inside of a pot. So food. Um, But it is considered one of the three treasures of Chinese medicine. We have the jing, the chi, and the shen. And the jing is like the constitution or the, the vibration of the genetics of a person. The essence is the, and the shen is the spirit or psychology. So when you're working with a person, we don't just work with chi. We're working with the constitution, the spirit, and the energy. And the chi is the, the best way you can influence all of it because it's the most immediate thing from air and food. And What conditions can be treated with acupuncture? Um, and what do you see a lot of or what do you like to see? 
Well, I, I like to see everything because that's the most interesting. And since I'm treating the whole person, uh, we can treat, we treat everything. We treat anything. You know, some, I will say that I did, we talked about this quite a bit in school. There are severe mental disorders that like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder. We can help people, but you can't necessarily treat something that severe. And, you know, if someone's having a heart attack, go to the hospital. Like I can't. Right. But I have patients post-heart surgery, and they come and see me. And I can help get the excess water out of their system. I can help with the scar tissue from the surgery. I can help boost their energy if they have low energy. Or we can, with certain herbs, and I always check the drug-herb interactions. That's a really important thing to do. So you can also help patients get off of a little bit of the medication for instance, after open heart surgery. So I can help after, I can help, but really Chinese medicine is prevention. So really it is best to come in for stress, just basic stress and anxiety from everyday life. We can help get homeostasis in the system and prevent the diabetes, prevent the cancer, prevent the heart attack. However, I have patients with chronic autoimmune disorders that I treat and I have people come in for back pain and knee pain. So, and I have, like I said, patients have their, bring their kids in when the kids are having anxiety in school or the kid has allergies or, so I, we treat, we treat people. I treat people wherever they are and whatever's going on with them. No, sounds amazing. <laughs> um, why would it be an advantage to use herbal medicine over supplements or pharma? Uh, well, I started to talk about this earlier, but I reeled myself in. So thanks for bringing it back. <laughs> yeah, I was no like, problem. oh, this is a, a rabbit hole. <laughs> You're good. Well, like I said, plants have a multitude of biochemicals that are in mac micro amounts versus a pharmaceutical or a supplement, like having a macro amount of a biochemical. And what herbs do is they go inside the body and fill in the blanks to help the body come back to homeostasis on its own. A pharmaceutical is trying to override the system and saturate a receptor or an enzyme function. It's trying to take over, or it's trying to be in charge to fix. That's why we have a lot of side effects with pharmaceuticals and you don't get side effects with herbs or very rarely do you get side effects with herbs. And the best example that I know of is just with menopause and hormone replacement therapy. I did a great course with a gentleman who is a biochemistry professor and he researches herbs and he showed that there are 50 steps in the estrogen cascade for estrogen to be broken down to estrione and estradiol in the body. So when you take estrogen, they try to override the steps. Well, the problem is not that people will necessarily be severely estrogen deficient because they test for estrione and estradiol. That's your blood work. We'll show those, not the actual estrogen level. So that's what actually the doctors are looking at. It's that the steps and this 50 step process, it could be an enzyme being broken down. It could be waste from being cleaned up by another enzyme. And this is what happens with age as this process starts to break down. And we go through menopause as women. This is what happens. And it, some of it can be genetic. Some of it can be 
from poor diet or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. It's the fact that like step number 42, step number 27, and step number 18 aren't working properly. What the herbs do is they go in and address the steps because they're micro amounts of chemicals. And he went through the six top Chinese herbs that we use for all gynecology. And he was showing how amazing it was that these herbs actually go in and repair the steps, the process. So the reason you get cancer with estrogen or hormone replacement therapy is because the steps aren't being repaired. So one of those steps creates more waste that can become cancer. So then that can become a tumor in the body. But the herb goes in and it helps repair the step or substitute for what that step in this 50-step process. So it's very subtle, but you're not getting side effects. And it's more effective, but you have, since it's micro amounts of chemicals, it takes time and you have to take the herbs regularly or they don't work. This is how it works. So it, and in the American way is instant gratification, right? Like just give me a drug to fix it. Well, now you have other problems from the drug. So I guess it's just, you have to be willing to be patient and take a different approach. But biochemically, the herbs are more effective and less, and that is why hormone replacement therapy is associated with increased risk of cancer. It's trying to override a system that's broken. So it's really just compounding a broken system. Makes sense. Did did they require you to memorize and write down all those 50 steps? No. (laughs) Okay. He didn't. He just showed them. (laughs) Yeah, no. And then he just showed us where the herbs went in and kind of explained generally. Luckily, I wasn't getting my PhD in biochemistry (laughs) or physiology. You gave me flashbacks (laughs) of physiology and grad Uh, school and stuff like that. Thank God, no. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Something you'll never use again, but they make you write it all down, right? Yeah, I'm like, I'm just glad I can remember (laughs) the names of the hormones after (laughs) all the information that got shoved in my brain. Yeah, right. They put so much in and you just retain only so much. So yeah. um, tell us what is cupping and why has it become popular in the massage therapy and acupuncture community? Well, I think cupping just got exposure, especially during the Olympics a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, yeah. the swimmer. So people mm-hmm. are seeing it or like the starlet on the red carpet at the Oscars has cupping marks on her back. So Media has helped us, so I think that's why it's become popular, because just exposure and people knowing about it. And then also it is effective for pain. So basically, we I use glass cups with fire in them, which massage therapists use plastic cups. They're, I don't think they use the fire cups. At least I've never met a massage therapist that did. Um, but it releases muscle tissue, and it can we, – we say it unblocks the blood stagnation – So I look at it very differently than a massage therapist. A massage therapist is just using it to kind of help them open up the tissue that's stuck. Well, and I'm using it, I'm also using it for coughs. I'm using it for mostly pain, but also like if you have a head cold or you have a cough or asthma, we use the cups in very different ways. And how you're supposed to cup, how you're long you're supposed to cup, what the result or the mark that the cup leaves gives us a lot of information too about what's going on internally with the patient. I would say if, if a massage therapist cups you, like I have a friend and she's a massage therapist and she cups me, I would never let them leave the cups on for more than a few minutes. I have heard of people getting injured 
um, from massage therapists cupping them because we don't really cup people that we say are severely deficient. I would never cup a patient like that, even if they had neck pain or back pain. And massage therapists don't really understand what's happening with the cupping. So that's why you need to be careful and just have your massage therapist, yeah, loosen up the tissue. But, you know, three to five minutes is probably enough just to let the public know. I, yeah. When you say severely deficient, what do you mean by that? Is that a deep We question? would say, do yes, we, we it's into, into deep yin and yang theory. <laughs> yeah, we well, don't just someone it, okay. Aging, you know, if yeah. someone's really tired all the time or someone's really skinny yeah. and they're deficient, so, like yeah. I... I could just give you an example of a 36-year-old woman who'd had eight babies. And she's really skinny and tired and sallow. And she's very deficient from having all those babies. It's been draining her life force. She had a massage therapist put cups on her for 45 minutes. And she was severely injured and bruised for like four weeks after. So... Yeah, so someone like, chronic like that. Chronic fatigue, chronic Yeah, chronic fatigue, but like then it depends too. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. probably way more But like I have that. a patient who has really tight shoulders and neck pain and headaches, but he has chronic pain and diabetes and gastritis. The cupping isn't going to even be effective on him, on his neck and to loosen up his neck and shoulders. But yeah, I have a patient who's a 25-year-old guy and he works really hard and he does physical labor and the cupping's great for him. Mm -hmm helps release his neck and he can turn his head and he doesn't get, he's not getting back injuries at work like he used to be. So yeah. Um, just, amazing. Yeah. Lots yeah. of great information. Um, we're going to take a brief commercial break and hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back to discuss more with Lacey. Stay Healthy Salt Lake is sponsored by Hall Physical Therapy, a physical therapy clinic that equips and empowers you to live your life to the fullest so that you can enjoy the things that you love to do and be the person you are made to be. Hall PT specializes in helping active adults and athletes get back to running, lifting, and playing the sports that you love without the need for painkillers, injections, or surgery. Stay tuned until the end of this episode to receive a special gift from Hall PT and enjoy listening to the rest of this episode. Welcome back. We're here with Lacey Sanders, um, Chinese medicine doctor. Tell us why you chose Chinese medicine over the over other alternative medicine. It's this whole idea of standing and look at the looking at the body like an ecosystem in nature. I looked at going to naturopathic medicine school and I looked at chiropractic school, uh, but ultimately I didn't want to send people home with bags and bags of supplements. I see that and look at all the micro processes of the body because especially with naturopathy, I know lots of great naturopaths and they do help people, but they have to look at blood work and they're looking at all the little tiny parts still. And everyone's just looking at tiny parts and tiny parts. And I wanted to sit back and look at the whole body and treat the whole body. And that is how plant plants work also, right? Plants with all those micro amounts of biochemicals are treating the whole body. So that's what I really was interested in. And I'm also this ancient philosophy and using nature and balancing the body to be in harmony with nature was really uh, interesting to me. And I had it, it was so effective for me and my own process. So it just seemed like the natural next step. That's amazing. I, I love what you said about stepping back and looking at the whole picture um, I think early on in my career, maybe I looked at a smaller picture and now I'm realizing, you know, as I grow and grow, like to look at the whole picture, 
like say somebody has like a knee condition, right? A lot of people just focus on the knee or maybe the quadricep. They don't even look up at the glute muscles, which are we are we already know scientifically really affect the knee. But then also maybe they don't look at the nerves that come out of the back. Maybe there's an issue there with the nerve pinch that's impeding those glute or quad muscles. And so I really love what you said about looking at the whole picture. I think that's what we get in trouble too oftentimes in our healthcare system is just looking at too small of a picture for sure. So I love that you said that. Yes, especially when they start taking the blood and looking under a microscope, it's like the person just becomes some cells. And yeah, but we are a lot of cells doing things and it is all working together, just like a stream is working with the bank and nurturing the trees and the animals are getting water from it. I mean, this is a whole, there's a bigger picture going on. So that was the appeal for me. Makes total sense. I love it. And the effectiveness from my own personal experience. Exactly. You've experienced it. And so you know the power in it. What would you tell someone thinking about trying Chinese medicine, but they're really just unsure or have questions? I would say just try it. Just do it. (laughs) Unfortunately, people come to me when nothing else has worked. And so they've waited a while, but then they find out it works. So Don't be afraid. Um, People have needle phobias. The needles are about as thick as a hair, and I work with that. Or try some of the energy work that I do. Try a zero balancing. Try the tuning forks and just see what it's like to have a different kind of experience. And I'm always happy to explain things to patients. Some, you know, I I just go by the person and that kind of person. Some people need things explained or have questions, and I'm happy to answer questions. Some people would rather not know. They just want to get on the table and then they feel better after. <laughs> if you guys are curious, just just do it. Just go see Lacey. Yeah, you just have Try to. Try something different. If you're curious, yeah. you may as well just do it. Or if you yeah. have an issue that's giving you problems and you can't really figure it out, then you may as well try it. It doesn't yeah. hurt. No side effects. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I run into a lot of people that are just frustrated with the American healthcare system, but maybe they're scared to try something else, so... Don't be scared. Just do it, right? Yeah, it, there are no side effects. It doesn't hurt. You know, it's funny how people won't be afraid to just take a prescription and go fill it. Yeah, exactly. Because it's kind of a conditioning that we've all grown up in. And, or jump and into And then when you take yeah. that pill, it's going to do lots of crazy stuff inside your body. It's going all over the place. It's not just going to where your problem is. So at least if you try the acupuncture and the herbs, either they work, it works or it doesn't work. And I would say... of the time, at least it works. What are some practical things that we can apply to our daily, to our lives from traditional Chinese medicine to just make us healthier and happier and live better lives? Well, I think uh, Chinese medicine can help you get in touch with what's going on inside your body, because I'm going to always be asking you how you feel and what did that feel like and how did you feel before and how did you feel after? And I've been amazed at how many people don't know how they feel. So the first and most important thing I try to work with with patients or just with even myself is checking in on how you feel. So this medicine is going to get you in tune with yourself. And then you're going to say, oh, I want to go for a walk after dinner because it makes me feel better. Or, you know, I'm not going to eat that candy bar, because it will make me feel worse. 
So just being in tune with yourself is huge. And I think that that can be the biggest gift because when you have acupuncture needles and you're laying there, you start feeling what's going on inside your body. You feel the needles. So it really helps put you in your body. So you can, then you are motivated to take care of it and pay attention to how you feel. Sounds great. Tell us a little bit, is ice or heat better? Oh, this is the classic question. <laughs> Fortunately, I had a wonderful conversation with the orthopedic surgeon a couple years ago about this. And it has been, I mean, you could find, actually for 20 years I've been talking about this with different people. <laughs> but in Chinese medicine, we say only use ice if there's redness and swelling or in the first 24 hours of injury. And then you need to go straight to heat. And ice is a great analgesic, you know, on a bee sting, on a mosquito bite, redness, swelling, right? For brand new, acute injury. I just got bit by a mosquito. Put an ice cube on it, right? Acute injury. I just sprained my ankle. Use ice the first 24 hours. But what ice does is it stops the blood flow to the area. When you stop the blood flow, you stop the healing process. And in Chinese medicine, we say too much cold into like, I'll give the example of when I blew out my knee, I broke my tibia and I blew three ligaments in my knee. And back then all I knew is like, oh, you use ice, 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 ice. Well, in Chinese medicine, I basically put cold inside my joint, which led to deterioration and arthritis. So I think that's why I deal with my knee though, is because I used too much ice. Now I know that heat actually moves the blood. You want to move the blood so you don't get the swelling because your body's, your immune system is creating the swelling, all of that circulation to the area to repair the injury, to create new tissue, to heal the injury. So the way we look at injury in Chinese medicine is we approach it, we say, move the blood, move the qi, strongly break up the stagnation. And heat does that. I love it. Now, and um, Lacey and I talked about this before the podcast too, and this this goes like, this is just another amazing thing of Chinese medicine that they've known for quite a while that science is kind of just figuring out um, because, you know, that ice in, in the physical therapy world or the healthcare world is kind of a hot topic right now, pardon the pun. Um, you know, Dr. Minkle in, Dr. Minkin in 1978 wrote the sports medicine book, right? That coined the term rice, right? Mm -hmm. Rest, ice, compression, elevation. Everybody really knows it. Now, even doctor, that doctor himself, um, he actually says probably within this first like six hours or so, pretty similar to your 24 hours, maybe use ice. But after that, not as much benefit and mm -hmm. definitely go into more heat due to the blood flow. And they've actually also done studies on people with ankle sprains, ice or no ice. And the people that actually didn't use the ice for a long period of time actually did a lot better. And now they kind of know compression, elevation, active motion will get that swelling out and uh, maybe ice isn't the best thing. And so, you know, ice is obviously going to make it feel better, like you said, because it's an analgesic. It slows the conduction velocity of the nerve and it's going to make it feel better. But, you know, heat probably has a lot more benefits. And so it's kind of a hot topic. I know when you tell people not to use ice, they're like, oh, but I love my ice. But, you know, the science is even there. You know, a lot of the professional athletes now are, you know, I was watching an MMA 
fight her, fight her the other night. And she's like, yeah, I don't use ice anymore, blah, blah, blah. And so it's really starting to catch on, but it's still, I've, I've had this conversation mm-hmm. with a lot of people and even with clients and, you know, I'll have this conversation and then they're like, but I love my eyes. So no, it's people funny, are just huh? so attached to it. It's, it's amazing. Well, that's why you have to look at the whole person. And I think <laughs> why yeah. are they attached to it? Yeah. And I, I think why it's even conditioned escape? too. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. People when are you're conditioned. A young kid, like just yeah. put some ice on it. I mean, people society. People go straight to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the Chinese have been, this is theories like over 3,000 years old. So I'm glad that the Western world is finally catching up. up. (laughs) We're just a little bit behind. But no, it's just, it's amazing that they've understood that for a long time and the science is kind of starting to catch up with it. So uh, where can people go to maybe learn a little bit more about Chinese medicine? Is there, I know it's a big topic. Yeah, it's very, you know, it took me five years of school. So sometimes people ask me like, what does that mean? Why does that mean that? No, there aren't (laughs) any cliff notes and it's a very, it's philosophy. So it's like you have to create a whole different way of thinking to really understand it. And that was, that was a process in school. Sometimes that's quite exhausting to try to learn when we are taught to think linear, to learn to think in a circular way. But there's a great book by this man, Ted Kapchuk. He actually is a Harvard professor and he does research in Chinese medicine. So he's helping us out a lot and he's an herbalist. He's been a Chinese medicine doctor for years, but there's just a book called The Web That Has No Weaver. And when I was first interested, my friend who was in school in Portland, he gave me his copy to read. And, you know, I did have the massage therapy background where he talked a little bit about, you know, because we learned acupressure and shiatsu and they gave like the five element theory, but I didn't know it at all. But the book is, it's a good book and it's interesting and they do recommend it at a lot of the schools for people to read before they go to school. So the web that has no weaver is a real basic. If you really want to just get an idea and you're really curious and you're willing to read a book, that's the book to read. Otherwise you... To learn more, go see a Chinese medicine doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Experience it, yeah. you know, because your experience will be the learning and you'll feel yeah. it in your body. Yeah. And, you know, if they're like me and they're kind of nerdy, they'll tell you stuff if you ask them questions. So Amazing. Sounds great. I think a lot of people would love to learn some more. A uh, few closing questions here. Kind of learn more about you in Salt Lake City. What is your favorite restaurant? Well, I'm a fan of Carlucci's Bakery, but probably because my best friend owns it. But she's amazing. The food has love in it. So I love her <laughs> Secret food. ingredient. The secret ingredient is that Teresa is back there putting love inside her food. And that could be, yeah, all kinds of yeah. deliciousness. Where is that at? Uh, down on 3rd South and 3rd West, cool. but next door to the Caputo's. Do you have a local bucket list item that you've been wanting to do or haven't done yet? Oh, you know, I haven't done the south. Is it the southwest or southeast ridge of Superior? I've been talking to some friends about scrambling because I've been rock climbing for over 20 years. And you can just free solo scramble this ridge. And I've never done it. And actually, that's been kind of on my mind lately. Amazing. Where is that at? Uh, Across the street from Alta up on Mount Superior. Cool. I think it's the southeast. I can get my or maybe it's southwest. I have to get my direction straight. No, you're good. <laughs> Just to scramble that ridge is a local bucket list item. Awesome. What's your favorite outdoor activity to do in Salt Lake City? Uh, well, I guess I, the rock climbing keeps coming up. So I love rock climbing, but I snowboard, and that's really how I got into all the stuff I do. It's a snowboarding injury when I was 22. So I love snowboarding and rock climbing, and I hike with my dog all the time. And I, 
I do mountain bike. I love mountain biking, but I think I need a nice new fancy one. <laughs> Mine's getting a little old. A little too old, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be expensive for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm shopping right now. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds fun. What's your number one tip for staying healthy? Pay attention to how you feel and listen to it. It's simple, but very good. I love it. Well, Lacey, thanks for joining us today. Where can people find out more about you and your business? Well, I have a website. It's Delicate Touch healingarts.com so that's the best way to you can read about me and i have some interesting stuff on there to read and then you can have contact me through it there's my contact information's on my website okay cool thanks and um you're offering a special to listeners as well correct yes if you email me at delicate touch healing arts at gmail.com that's on my website also you and mention that you heard me as a new patient and you're interested in coming in, I'll give you $10 off your initial consult. Awesome. So you can shoot me an email saying, hey, I heard about Chinese medicine. I listened to you. I'm interested in getting a treatment. And I'll give you 10 bucks off your first, your intake, which includes a treatment. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming in today, Lacey. Well, thanks for having me, Josh. This was fun. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. And just remember, stay healthy, Salt Lake. Thank you for listening to the Stay Healthy Salt Lake podcast brought to you by Hall Physical Therapy. At Hall Physical Therapy, we help active adults and athletes get rid of frustration, regain mobility, and get back to running, lifting, CrossFit, and playing the sports that they love without the need for painkillers, injections, or surgery. Visit our website at www.hallpt.com where you will find articles, videos, and free reports that you can download to help you get started from the comfort of your own home. There you will find ebooks for topics such as back pain, knee pain, and neck and shoulder pain. These quick to read reports will provide you with expert tips, tricks, and exercises to help solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. We also offer free discovery visits and phone consultations to Salt Lake area residents. Just call us at 385-429-2018 or visit www.hallpt.com to schedule a consultation with us. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Stay Healthy Salt Lake Podcast. This has been a Humble Pod production. Stay humble.